MasterCard. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning, and it is Good Friday at that, so the markets are closed. How are you doing? Farm Director Pam Yonke, happy to help you wake up on what looks to be a little cooler day for most of Wisconsin. Sunshine will be back around for our Friday. Uh, looks like daytime highs today, probably around 57 degrees. So warmer than yesterday, not as warm as what we felt earlier this week. But it keeps getting better. Sunshine tomorrow and 65. By the time we get to Sunday, you might actually be a little warm. 72 the projected high on Sunday. We'll see what Stumach has to say about that with his weather update in about 15 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist, trying to coach us up as we get ready for the spring growing season to really unfold in Wisconsin. And uh, the new numbers are in, although the headlines have been that we're losing a lot of Wisconsin dairies in the state. Those farms do not go away. I've got numbers that show that coming up after 530. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. As Easter weekend approaches, hopefully everybody does have a good Easter weekend. No snow in the forecast, and that's a good thing. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the last couple of days, you've heard Pam and I talk about some of our adventures in Holland and Belgium. Talked about a floating dairy farm. We've talked about uh, the big flower market. But one of the things you also get a chance to do, especially in Belgium, has test out some Belgium beer. And, uh, Pam, I know I did manage to have a glass or two while I was there. Yeah, me me too, Bob. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee at southern end of the world's longest barn. And, uh, you know, you talk about uh, the history of both uh, Holland and Belgium. A lot of it focuses in 
on beer. Now, one thing that people have to remember is for a long, long time, beer was safer than water to drink in both Holland as well as Belgium. That's why they've come to be fairly sophisticated when it comes to their brewing techniques. It dates back to the 1600s. Palm Brewery in Belgium is one of those places that can trace its history back to when the water wasn't quite so clean and where uh, they were sourcing a lot of the grain needed to produce their beer from farms nearby. Well, things have changed, but this family-focused brewery is still in place. The other interesting thing that I learned is they also put a, a lot of stock in their mascots, which are the Belgium horses. Uh, took a lot of work to get those Belgian horses back around Belgium. It's a story I discussed with Paul de Prince from Palm Brewing. It, it used to be a, a place where people could stop with their horses, rest, eat, and they made beer and other things also. Mm-hmm. But the brewing activity took over during right. the years, right. and it came to what it is now. And as is so traditional in this part of Europe, it's a multi-generational, family-driven business. Yeah, sure, sure is. Uh, the problem was that there were no children very often, but the families, there were different brewing families, and they married in, with each other, mm-hmm. and it stayed, in fact, one big community. Right, right. With the craft of brewing within the community. Right. So what about, let's fast forward to today. Palm Brewing remains. Is this still a vigorous brewing area? Tell me a little bit about your observations uh, since you've been a part of this community. Well, there's a... There's a lot of lot of lot have cha- has changed and is still changing mm-hmm. in the brewing activity because uh, we lost our big quantities of beer of lager beer and palm beer or normal beers because society has changed different laws have changed drinking driving no smoking in the bars all that has made the the the, the large quantity drinker disappear mm-hmm. it doesn't isn't there anymore mm-hmm. so we specialize a little bit mm-hmm. in uh, in special beers right and uh, not just a few special beers like a very wide menu of different beers yeah we do about everything uh, yeah. that there is about the only thing we don't have is the uh, the trappists because they're they're reserved for monks okay yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in the monasteries mm-hmm. but abbey beers and all that we do all that hmm. yeah hmm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, how this community leans on farmers' agriculture for some of the resources. Obviously, everybody knows the components for beer. If you're from Wisconsin, you know the components. You've got the hops, the yeast, the barley. How has that changed over the course of time? There's less and less farming in Belgium. Less and less. We're a small country. Mm -hmm. We're very high population. Mm -hmm. So uh, the the farmers we have is mostly vegetables and uh, dairy farms, things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But like the large farms for for weed and all that, it's not here anymore. It's in the southern part of Belgium still. And then we import a lot from Germany, from France and everything. We have the EU, of course. Right. We depend on each other. Right, right, right. Yeah, you were saying hops comes from Flanders, did you say? Uh, originally Flanders, a place called Popringa. Uh-huh. Uh, now they 
it has almost diminished, but it's restarting now, and they they start growing special things. Mm. But the main hops comes from Czechia, mm-hmm. which is also a beer country, right. Right. but with other much more space and lower wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I've got to ask uh, if people watch my the video that I've uh, put up on social media, they're going to see a lot of bottles. We're not used to that so much in the United States. We're kind of a can-driven industry. Tell me about the bottles. Why the commitment to recycling bottles? And you truly do recycle these bottles. Yeah, we recycle. There's only 7% of the bottles that leave here in the brewery that don't come back. Every bottle is washed again and filled again, up to 10, 12, maybe 20 times, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's energy saving, mm-hmm. it's clean, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. We have cans also, but it's not, not very popular. Really? Only for uh, things that, that the US brought to us, Coca-Cola and stuff <laughs> like that. That's, that's a lot of cans, but still, a lot of bottles also still. It's it's our it's our way of doing things. Sure, that's what I thought. Is it's a it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's go to the horses. Yeah. Beautiful Belgian horses that are associated with the Palm Brewery. Now, how did that get started? Uh, when did it get started? Mm-hmm. And give us a bit of an update on what's happening with that stable today. Well, the start of the of the stud farm, I have to say, was in the late seventies when Jan Toy took over the brewery and he, he, he loves horses very very much and so he started, he had the possibility at the castle he had the room for it, he had the money for it so, so why don't we do that, why don't we make this, 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 this horse that is so typical for this area why don't we make it the emblem of our beer, of our product Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they started, it was not so simple because they wanted this uh, brown colored horse with the white hair, they wanted that because it's the same color as our beer. And that was difficult to find. So that's why we had to get to the US to get it back from the Amish. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> that, it that, that could happen. And now we are in an international breeding association with Germans. And now it's no problem. We have 25, we have two, two stallions, and uh, well, they do their business very good. Right, right. <laughs> in, and uh, the breeds remain pretty popular, isn't it? I mean, this is not the only place that you find Belgians in Belgium. No, 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 no. Well, of course, they don't work in the agricultural no more. Right. But we have other means in, 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 uh, in free time, you know. Right, uh, right. Right. Did it help the breed, from what you can see, that dedication to bringing those genetics back? Yes, it did. It really did, yes. You can see them in lots of places. Mm-hmm. Again, these types of horses. Why, are they, why do they work well? Why did the boss, so to speak, the owner, think that that was a good horse to be working with? Well, first of all, you have to know that it's, it's made by man with a certain purpose. Huh? That's one thing. Uh, the horse is very big, extra large. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's very strong. It has very long, long intestines. It can live on relatively poor food, grass mainly, uh, which is good for the small. Was good for the small farmers. Mm-hmm. Huh? And there's their character in their character. They're puppets. They're so nice, so 
the only thing they like is work and be with you. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes them a top. Yeah. How do you? Uh, how does the brewery or how does the stable use those uh, 25 horses? I, obviously, we know what the stallions are around for, but why do they keep 25 around? What do they do? Well, when a, when a horse is born here, first of all, it has to fit the group color-wise and all that, and then it has to have uh, it, it stays one year with the with the with the mother. Mm-hmm. And then it is decided whether it has the qualities to do what it's meant to do within the group of horses. Uh, if it's not, it's sold. If it is, then the work starts to get it trained. Mm-hmm. And then it can be part of a, a four-pack a four or yep. whatever whatever they, they do with it. Sure. Yeah. Is it mo- are they mostly now... Parades or festival horses? Uh, how uh, do they have a a road trip? Well, uh, there's different events mm-hmm. in Belgium, in Holland. I say in the summertime near near the coast, or Christmas, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever mm-hmm. the things that happen. And then we go there. We have a a lorry yep. or two, two or three lorries mm-hmm. where. In goes the horses. In goes the the carriages. We can so we can go where people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can take rides with people on it. Okay, uh, sure. And everybody can touch the horse. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. There's no danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's our advertising. Effective advertising it is. That's Paul de Prince with the Palm Brewing location in Stanhoffel, Belgium, the home to the draft horses that since 1980 have become the living logo for Palm Brewery, those beautiful Belgium horses. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you growing hemp this season? Give yourself the best shot at a successful harvest by starting out with the best hemp seeds. Standfast Farms is selling high-quality CBD seeds and seed starts at very competitive prices. Plant state and federally compliant seeds and seed starts with up to 20% CBD. Plant a hemp strain that has been bred to prosper in the Wisconsin climate. Standfast Farms has the right government-approved seeds at great prices. Contact Standfast Farms. Supplies are limited. StandfastFarms.com. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Inside FS is your supplier of choice. Inside FS can supply feed for your livestock, your pets, and anything in between. An Inside FS nutritionist can customize to your unique needs. Talk to our feed team today. From energy to agriculture, on the farm or at home, make Inside FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. Stop in to see Unilock pavers and wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. 
Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program Distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Middleton Farmers Cooperative carries lacrosse forage and turf plus grass seed, like Madison Parks, Shady Place, Survivor, Sunny Place, and more. Middleton Farmers Cooperative's Do It Best Center, powered locally. Become a neighbor today. Filling up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. That there's consecrated ground. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Yeah, no, we've got the schedule out. Everybody already starting to think football. Well, we're still playing baseball and basketball. It's 521 now on a good Friday. Time to check in on how good our weather is going to be for the Easter weekend. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. So far, so good from my vantage point. Yeah, but you're talking football. We haven't even got stones picked yet, Pam. Come oh, on. Come on. Let's not even talk about that. Uh, look how my <laughs> fingers start to ache all of a sudden. <laughs> that's the that's the outlook of spring. That's when I know we're getting something done when we're worried about stone picking or getting something seeded. We're not there yet. Still wet. We still have some really wet soils, but several dry days are in store. Enjoy it. Today, in fact, low pressure well off to the east. There's still rain in parts of Illinois and Indiana, but we're not going to be bothered by it. We expect some sunshine. Temperatures trying to get to normal today, above normal, even further above Sunday. But that's ahead of the next system. A weak front drops in from the northwest. Some rain Sunday night or Monday could be a couple of tenths of an inch. I'll have forecast details right after this. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nutsedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2. T-O-O.com. All righty, Stu, give me those Easter weekend forecast details. All right, it may not be bright yet, or the skies may not be clear, but they'll become sunny today. We hit the upper 50s, could be 60 or so at La Crosse, with a north wind 8 to 18, still gusting to 30, still a bit chilly. We stay clear overnight, mid-30s, north winds 5 to 10, sunny Saturday, and I'd expect mid-60s with the north winds at 5 to 10. Sunday, mostly sunny, a lot of us about 74 or so, La Crosse could push near 80 Sunday, south winds at 5 to 10, but Sunday night, Monday. Monday, Pam, a couple of tenths of an inch could be seen. Woo, 80. All right, buddy. Have a good Easter weekend. 
You too. See ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with weather details. Lacrosse, you're waking up this morning with clear skies and 37 degrees. Mauston, you're clear and 36. Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, and Madison, clear skies, 39 degrees, but it feels like 30 degrees. We're catching up on what's going on with Wisconsin's farmland. That's your story after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hello? Hey, Mike, it's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales associates and full-time assistant managers and managers too and they're great about working around class schedules wow would it be okay if i met you and kim at kelly's market so i could apply too sure or you could apply online at kw-oil.com employees even get bonus money for referring good people if you're hired i get a bonus and then i'll buy you lunch sounds great i'll log on right away thanks mike looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future kelly's market an equal opportunity employers now hiring sales associates assistant managers and managers in training apply today must be 21 or older depending on location By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yonke. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. If you've ever tried to blow up a pool raft and get it nice and firm, then you'll understand why most of today's super advanced double pane windows can still be inefficient. Why? Because every window company but one assembles their windows like your cousin Dickie blows up his yellow arm floaties. They blow in the exotic temperature controlling gas through a gap in the panes, then scramble to plug the air hole fully aware they're being incredibly inefficient in the manufacturing process. And that's why the scientists that put together Elements Windows decided to innovate past Dickey's technique. And instead, when it's time to sandwich the window panes together, with as much hyperinsulating gas in between, they do so in a room that's pressurized and filled with the gas. So the Elements double pane windows end up with more of that Oreo middle that tastes like delicious lower energy bills. And the only place you can get windows this smart, tasty, and energy efficient, Genesis Exteriors. At Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois. And 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. Power up with Sloan. Kessler's Diamonds was founded on four big ideas. Number one, engagement ring customers should be able to see every style of engagement ring ever designed and every possible diamond option in one place at one time. And that place is Kessler's. Number two, every customer should get the lowest possible price without having to negotiate. Number three, if you bought it at Kessler's, it's guaranteed. 
It's just that simple. Even if you lose a diamond, including the center stone, we'll replace it. And all maintenance is free forever. Yes, it really is that miraculous. Number four. And this is the big one. At Kessler's, you will always feel like you're among friends. Because you are. Welcome to Kessler's. Visit Kesslersdiamonds.com to find the location nearest you and to read what customers are saying about Kessler's. We believe you'll be impressed. Are you looking for a facial that gives results? We're proud to introduce Hydrafacial MD, a new medical facial that cleanses, exfoliates, and hydrates your skin in less than an hour. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Hydrafacial MD uses Vortex technology, which infuses cleansing serums along with glycolic and salicylic acid to deeply clean and exfoliate pores and dead skin cells. Next, infusion of light therapy in super serums with ingredients such as hyaluronic acid and antioxidants lead to hydration and healing. This medical facial is not painful and gives no downtime. Hydrafacial MD at Rejuvenation Clinic will leave your skin brighter, smoother, and healthier for several weeks while still providing a relaxing experience in a comfortable environment. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Were you at all worried at halftime last night when it looked like the Bucks were pretty listless in the first half? No, not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. I don't think anybody in the arena was worried. I don't think anybody in the uh, media area was at all concerned the Bucks were going to drop this game and possibly have us come back for game five. This team is going to sweep the Pistons, as I said, and especially if Blake Griffin doesn't play, which he was questionable to start last night, but it's a lingering issue, and it's going to be a day today for him, and if he's not feeling right, he's not going to play. But the Bucks didn't play very well in the second quarter. They uh, Their defense was slow to react. Uh, they didn't have uh, the energy and the focus that we are used to, that we alluded to yesterday. But the Pistons played their best basketball in that second quarter, and they outscored Milwaukee by 12, 32 to 20. But they couldn't keep that going for 48 minutes, 36 minutes, or even really 24 minutes. And when you look at Detroit, yeah, if they play that way the whole game, they can give the Bucks some fits, but uh, it's just not going to happen because once Milwaukee reaches that uh, second level, that third level, uh, the Pistons can't hang with them. Now, Cody, I was thinking about this. Um, uh, Thon Maker, believe it or not, kind of did he have Giannis's number a couple times in the first half, and then Giannis kind of really got him back in the second half. And after Giannis got him back, I thought to myself, like Giannis versus Thon, that's like the sun versus my skin. That's like <laughs> Joe versus a bottle of booze. That's like Nelson versus a pot roast. Like Thon Maker versus Giannis, what what kind of analogy is that even? Like a boulder versus a wet paper towel. There's no. I would say something. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, uh, maybe the Green Bay Packers versus the high school team. You know, it's it's it, it's not close. And I I like Thon Maker. I, I'm a big fan of his. I I was a fan of him in Milwaukee, and then when he requested the trade to uh, leave for Detroit, I was I'm still a fan of him. I hope he has a long career. He and Giannis are very close. Uh, Giannis always refers to Thon as his little brother. Uh, he they've been that way since. Don was drafted to Milwaukee and he come to the league. And I kind of joked, I feel like Giannis took it a little easy on Thon uh, in game one. Like, okay, you know, he's still showing him up, but he's, it, it doesn't seem like he's 
uh, has that uh, like almost disrespect like play on Maker until last night. Thon blocked Giannis, stuffed him. It was a great play by Thon. Giannis was close to the rim. Uh, Thon is seven foot one, seven foot two, and just stuffed Giannis. But on the very next play, on the very next play, Giannis said, I'm going to make you pay for that block. And he stuffed it on Thon, just bullied him into the rim uh, that we've seen Giannis do so many times against guys like Rudy Gobert in the series alone, Andre Drummond, and now Thon Maker. It was just one of the nastiest dunks so far I've seen this postseason. Uh, visiting with our guy Cody Grant. Uh, Cody, uh, over, under, uh, or what's more likely, more technical falls by Blake Griffin or minutes played in this series by Blake Griffin? He's got two techs wearing a suit. I mean, how often do you see that? <laughs> Cody, he has more techs than would... minutes played. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna take the text. I, I don't see I don't see him playing in the series. I, I just don't. I, I, I know he was questionable last night, which usually means when you think about sports that if a guy's questionable, he's more than likely um to play at least the next game. I, I just I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that he's not gonna play this series. Uh, now you look ahead to Saturday night. Um, well, actually, I have a question. Ahead. Even if Blake Griffin does, I guess looking ahead to Saturday night, does it even matter? Does it matter if That's Blake Griffin where plays? I was going. Well yeah. done. I may just not. I may not take the Bucks to cover if Blake Griffin plays, but I'm going to take them to win. <laughs> so no, I don't think it matters. Yeah, and to that point, you know, we we talked about this when when the playoff brackets are out, Cody. Just kind of, and I, I get what the NBA is doing. You want to, it's you spend a lot of money, and the networks have spent a lot of money, so they want to get as many eyeballs and ratings, uh, and you know, spread this thing as long as they can. That being said. You know, you played game one on Sunday, then you go to Wednesday, then, you, you know, you go back to the weekend. I mean, how does the flow, does it affect the Bucks positively, negatively? Does it matter? that Are they just that superior? And whether they condense this all into, you know, four games in, in seven days, or if they're going to stretch this out over two weeks, does it really matter? That's a good question. I, I think that rust can play a factor. Um, let's say the Bucks sweep them in four. Uh, right, well, right now, it looks like Boston's taking care of uh, the Pacers. Uh, they, they had a strong closeout to the game last night. They won by eight. They may sweep that series. But on the flip side of that, uh, you're still waiting for Malcolm Brogdon to get healthy. You're still waiting for Tony Snell to get healthy. And you're still waiting for Nikola Meritix, really, to get healthy. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. All righty, 535 now on a Friday morning. Markets are idle today because of the Good Friday holiday, but we'll give you a recap on details from yesterday in just a couple minutes. Dr. Sean Connolly, University Extension Soybean Specialist, is circling back around. Now that we're getting closer to the fields, it's uh, time to make sure you're checking all the details when it comes to spring planting. He's got a complete list coming up in just a moment. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on Friday, April 19th. Actually, it happened on this date back in 1987. The first installments of The Simpsons aired, believe it or not. Very popular sitcom, if you never saw it. The Simpsons aired as of this date back in 1987. And a far darker item on this date in history. Back in 1995 on this date, the Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh, the mastermind behind the attack, 168 died in that Oklahoma City bombing. And that include 19 babies as well as kids. And now you know 
As we roll our way towards 6 o'clock, we want to focus in on new numbers out from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. I got another text message from a friend yesterday, said that it was a sad day the cows were going to auction. I hear that a lot. Uh, The headlines are that we are definitely losing a lot of our Wisconsin dairy operations. But what you need to remember is those farms are not going away. For the most part, those farms stay operating as cash crop operations, may turn into a beef function. Uh, The farms stay in place. Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service says despite the economic challenges last year, we still had 64,800 active farms in Wisconsin, unchanged from 2017. Farms that were in that $1,000 to $10,000 sales range showed an increase of 100 farms. Those farms, $100,000 to $250,000 in sales, dropped about 100. The total land in farms for Wisconsin back in 2018, 14.3 million acres, again unchanged from 2017. Many of those farms today being operated by women. Perhaps there was a death in the family. Perhaps it's just their calling. Our own Reba McClone joins us this morning to give us an update on how special seminars are being designed to try to reach those farm women managers and the challenges and opportunities they see coming. As more and more landowners and farmers become women, organizations are creating programming specifically geared for them. One organization that is doing this is Moses, where they have started the In Her Boots program. This program will be hosting Women Caring for the Land seminars April 24th in Madison and May 1st in Elkhorn. I was able to talk to Lisa Kiverest about these seminars. Women Caring for the Land is an initiative, and what we specifically do is gather women landowners and talk about conservation Connect women with various resources and programs in the state to help them do the work. Women also make up one of the fastest growing groups of landowners and particularly in rural areas are very strong champions of conservation and stewarding our land for future generations. We are specifically working with what we call absentee women landowners. So these are women who own land but don't live there and typically rent out to a local farmer tenant. Kivers noted how women landowners and women in agriculture in general tend to be an underserved group, despite the fact that their numbers are on the rise. Women make up one of the fastest growing groups of new farmers and have increased 20% over the last 20 years. And you particularly see women who are starting very community-based operations, who want to feed their families, feed their communities, and steward the land as they do so. And although Moses is an organization with its roots in organic, this seminar is available for all women. Uh, It's for anybody who is interested in caring for their land, which I'd argue is everybody, right? We uh, want to be able to have healthy farmlands for future generations. So that's the common goal and the common uh, group we're bringing together. So there are women who are interested in organics or wanting to see about the possibility of having an organic farmer on their land. We definitely have resources for that. But the real goal is to connect with conservation and learn about our soil health and what we can do to improve that. With women on the rise in agriculture, gearing programs specifically toward them gives women a chance to learn in ways that best suit them. The one thing that's really unique about the Women Caring for the Land program is that it is focused on women. We learn differently, we women do, in that we, for example, use a circle learning model. So it's very inclusive. We share stories about how we're connected to our land. We get to know each other and it's very community 
community-focused, which is the research shows how women learn best, our preferred learning styles. Kiverist wants women to feel empowered in their decisions about their land and feels this seminar is a great opportunity for women to find the resources to gain that feeling. As landowners, we are the empowered tenants of our land's future. And that can often be a new role for women, especially if they inherit land, if they inherit family land. They may be in that leadership position for the first time, and that can honestly be overwhelming. So what we try to do is connect with each other, connect with women in similar boots, literally, and share and learn from each other. And that can be really empowering to know that you're not in this alone. If you are interested in attending the Women Caring for the Land seminar or finding more information, you can find that on the Moses website or contact Lisa Kiverist. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Trust me, it's coming. Spring is just around the corner, so why not use this time to get ready for it? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for McFarland, right there in the heart of Sauk City. 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing for you, because there's plenty to get done. Okay, spring's just around the corner. How about you get your lawnmower looked at? Get it all tuned up and ready to go. Chainsaws, you know you're going to be using them. Trimmers, oh yeah, if you need to replace it or renew it, they'll take care of it for you. And ag equipment, remember how precious those days are in spring? Get ready now with preseason service. And that way when spring does come, and it will, you'll be ready to go. Check out the showroom with the largest selection of Kubota and Massey equipment indoors all under one roof. Just sit, kick the tires, schedule a demo, whatever you need. They even have one of Fence new 1000 series tractors on display. That's McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Big drop yesterday in barrel cheese, down 7.5 at 151.5. 40-pound block cheese closes the week, down a half at 166 and three quarters. Double-A butter was up a quarter of a cent on Thursday to 228 and a quarter. Like I said, markets are idle for this Good Friday. Yesterday, December corn dropped a half a cent to close at 386 and a quarter. November beans gained a penny and a quarter, 913 and a half. July new crop wheat finishes the week down two cents at 448 and a quarter. Coming up in just a moment, it's uh, getting to be about that time of the year. A lot of folks anxious for fields to dry out, conditions to warm, and us to get started with spring planting. But you might want to take a look at your options this year. For a lot of farmers, corn and soybeans are not penciling out the way you might like. There is still a big demand for small grains in Wisconsin. And because of wet fall last year, many acres didn't get planted that we were expecting. Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, in studio with us next for our Wisconsin Soy Pod update on this Good Friday. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying burglary suspects. Over the past eight months, there have been nine non-residential burglaries at Jiffy Lube establishments in the Madison area. A vast majority of these burglaries have been occurring on the west side of town. MPD's Burglary Crimes Unit is investigating the following Jiffy Lube break-ins. 3140 Maple Valley Drive, one burglary in July, two in December, and one in April. 648 South Whitney Way, one burglary in July, and one in December. 6519 University Avenue, one burglary in August. 1702 Egan Road, one burglary in January, and one in March. If you have any information regarding these burglaries, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm. Hey! She'd talk about it. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, the flag is about to drop, and we are about to get rolling on spring planting 2019. It's time for an update from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, trying to keep those growers up to speed on what's happening with their markets, with consumer ideas, with processing, and, of course, with the planting and growing of the crop. In studio with us again today, Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, and it is getting to be about that time, Sean. Uh, everybody's anxious, wanting the weather to cooperate with them. we got to make some critical decisions, though, before those plants start to fly. You are proposing an interesting idea this year, especially given uh, the way the weed acres uh, got hurt last fall because of a wet fall and then a very severe winter. You've got an interesting uh, idea about wheat and soybeans working hand in hand this year. Why does that look like an option? Why, Why does it seem to work? Well, Pam, if you look at it, you know, there's a really good system in Wisconsin in terms of how to maximize soybean yield. And we typically have the corn-soybean rotation. However, anytime you add a third crop into that rotation, you tend to statistically increase your soybean yield. So by adding winter wheat into those rotations and these dairy-producing parts of the state, we can not only add another crop into the system to get the, the wheat acres and specifically those straw acres out there for those dairy farmers, but also align that with increasing soybean yield. So how do I set myself up for success this way? I mean, I understand how the two can go together, but I'm guessing I've got to pay attention to some uh, some things. Yeah, there's a few things to consider. The first one is the rotation does matter. If you're looking at maximizing yield in terms of the soybean yield, but the system yield in, in general, the, the rotation should go corn, soybean, winter wheat, and then back to corn. That gives us the highest yield. Anytime you flop that uh, rotation around, you uh, basically decrease the whole system yield. So in terms of Timing, that's the process to go through. 
Um, in addition to that, getting those soybeans planted early is a is a big key to get them in there so you can maximize yield. You can get that canopy out there for for weed control, but also get that crop harvested early. And to do that, you kind of align planting early with an earlier maturity group bean. And if you look in general, we tend to see that later maturity group beans increase yield. However, if you look through our variety trial data, we generally see a full maturity group range that has similar yield. And what I mean by that, say you're in the eastern side of Wisconsin, uh, you typically plant like a 2-4 bean. You can plant a 1-4 bean that yields the same as a 2-4 bean and get that bean off 10 days earlier and then be able to go in and no-till your winter wheat right into that so you get your winter wheat established on time as well as you don't take a hit on your soybean yield. Do we have any concerns about herbicide residual or anything like that. Will this help us with our ever-loving problem of water hemp and some of those others? It will, because the first thing we'll be able to do is you'll be able to get that canopy out there and and shade that ground early. That will minimize that late-season germination. Uh, In terms of residual herbicides, you'll have to pre-plan that, look at labels and be able to determine which, which system you can go and which residual herbicide. But there's many of them out there that would fit into the system. And frankly, especially on the eastern side or anywhere in the southern part of Wisconsin, we tend to have white mold as a big issue. By adding weed into that rotation, you'll actually kind of trick that white mold to thinking it's soybean in an off-soybean year, and it'll actually shoot out its uh, its spores. And what that does is you kind of release some of the spore load out there for the next soybean crop. So it's a it's a win-win-win across the board for both soybean and system productivity. Interesting. Now, what else are we kind of thinking of? What are you noticing that farmers are more interested in this year, Sean? Like I said, as we have this conversation, you know, here it is, the Friday going into Easter weekend, we have seen 3% of the oats in the ground. So we're way off as far as our five-year average. Granted, that can change pretty quickly. But what else are you kind of hoping people will pay attention to, if not thinking the long game on that? wheat rotation this fall, what else? Well, the biggest thing, again, is we just need those acres out there, regardless of it's oats or winter wheat, we roughly need about 500,000 acres of small grains in Wisconsin to not only feed our dairy industry, if you will, but also supply land for spreading manure during that August time frame. And what this also gives us is about 500,000 acres then of cover crops mm-hmm. that we can follow that winter wheat with. Put the manure out there, put some cover crops out there to hold those nutrients for the following year, the year's corn crops. So again, there's really a good a good system out there that it's kind of a win-win for all farmers, not just the corn grow or corn soybean growers, but the dairy producers as well. So uh, we were talking about get them in early, try to think a shorter season. When do we kind of have to have the process of harvesting underway though, Sean? That's the that's the calendar I'm not necessarily accustomed to. On the back end, when do we have to start kind of get, getting, getting the combine going? If we look on the soybean side of things, we're trying to get that soybean off that last week in September, that first week in October. Because if you look at crop insurance in terms of um, what they'll cover, it usually comes around right around that October 10th date is when we start hitting getting knocked for planting soybean, excuse me, planting winter wheat and getting coverage for that. So again, it's a good t- opportunity to have these conversations with your crop insurance agent. Uh, we post that information every every fall just to remind farmers of that. And basically just to get that soybean in early, manage it, and you know, off, be a little ca- careful on some of those inputs you put on your soybean that may prolong maturity. I mean, there's a few of those inputs out there that you know, if you're looking at a system and you want to get those soybeans in and out as quickly as possible. There are some inputs that can delay maturity, and that's not what we really want to be putting on these acres. Such as? 
Well, it depends on... You're trying to get me in trouble there, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some, <clears throat> some, some inputs that... A good example is there are some inputs like a, fung- a foliar fungicide. You know, if you look at um, white mold in the system, again... Using Sporecaster and Spore Buster to time those fungicides in a white mold situation, then use them. However, if you're going into a situation that you're just fully and only targeting plant health, if you will, sometimes in the on the growing season that can delay harvest seven days to ten, seven to ten days. Yeah, and then that matters. It matters on the back end for wheat. Right. If it matters for wheat, now on the other side, on those acres that aren't going into wheat. Go ahead and use those inputs if they're profitable. But again, I'm just trying to focus in on those acres to maximize that winter wheat yield. Well, and not to take away from the the soybean side of things, because this show is brought to you courtesy of your soybean checkoff dollars, but you're also that small grain specialist. We have been hearing about record high prices for good quality alfalfa, record high prices for straw. That might be another motivating factor to keep farmers considering this for the fall. That's a huge factor, and I've been trying to convince growers because Frankly, the winter wheat looks like crap out there, and um, we had snow ac- across across the state here on Sunday, and growers are really thinking about pulling those winter wheat acres, and I'd strongly encourage farmers not to unless your stand is under 12 plants per square foot. Mainly the main reason for that is because that straw is going to be worth gold this year. The grain might not be worth a, a hoot, but that... Um, that straw is worth worth money. And again, if that straw comes off early enough, again, instead of a cover crop, why don't you put double crops and some soybeans following those? I see a lot of farmers, you know, we can go in on that winter wheat, to start pulling it at 18, 19% moisture, dry it, mm-hmm. be able to put, winter, uh, put soybean out there because we, at that time, a lot of these treated soybeans are cheap, uh, mainly because the farmers, or excuse me, seed industry has two options. They either sell it to a farmer cheap, or they take it to a landfill. I mean, because if it's treated, you can't save it. So again, you can go in at a really relatively low cost, go in and double crop beans following wheat, use that as your cover crop per se. And frankly, at that time of year, you could still get 18 to 22 bushels per acre of soybeans, which... Mm-hmm. You know, you've already paid for the land rent. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fertilizers got to go out at that. We don't time. know what the market's going to be next year, right? So it's it's and you know if worse comes worse and it freezes, you have some green manure. Yeah. So it's pretty much a win win situation for the whole system. Yeah, and good options to consider, especially this year. So take a look at it. Don't forget, Dr. Sean Conley's got all this information available on his website, coolbean.info. You can also cross reference on badgerbean.com. Those are the two sites that we like to point you towards. It's all brought to you courtesy of your Wisconsin and soybean checkoff dollars. Again, working to make sure that your message is heard by consumers.